You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. The secret to well-being is discovering the power that is your birthright, the power to create a happier, healthier life, drawn from our own vast internal resources. Join Jules and her guests as they gently guide you to shift your perspective from the familiar negative to the divinely connected, a place that will not only positively impact your world, but possibly shift the planet. It's all right here on Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Well, welcome to another show of Law of Attraction Talk Radio. I'm Jules from beautiful Southern California, and I'm so thrilled you are here with me today. We're going to be speaking with Heather Lee Strom, who has a wonderful book out about canine spirit guides, and I highly, highly recommend it. It's not just about dogs, but mystical cats as well. Heather really shows her expertise about animals. There are many things that we could actually learn from pets. And unfortunately, while I recorded this show a few weeks ago, I did experience a pretty sad event just the other day. My wonderful male cat named Tiger died in my arms. And when I did this interview, Tiger was slowing down quite a bit. And I knew his death was coming. So I did experience a great loss. But I tend to think I gained a lot of knowledge as well. You know, he was close to 20 years old. I had him a long, long time. And I think the pain that I experienced was very much as if Tiger was my child. And it's amazing how animals really do turn into your children. But every person who has had a precious pet most likely experiences the same sadness of losing that unconditional love. So I'm really thrilled to be talking with Heather Lee Strom about all of her information about our pets. But before we get into the show, I want to mention this to my many listeners around the world. I am looking for working partners for Law of Attraction Radio Network and the Law of Attraction magazine. I am also looking for people who would like to organize events to do more cruises workshops and at all <laughs> if you want to get involved in law of attraction world please contact me at ceo julie j at msn.com that's ceo julie j j-u-l-i-e-j at msn.com and let's schedule a time to chat Now, if you go to LOARadioNetwork.com, please notice our brand new website. This means that the best information about Law of Attraction is coming. And don't forget, we're always looking for some great Law of Attraction radio network hosts to come aboard and to help inform our many, many listeners around the world about the law of attraction. I think it's really necessary right now that we focus in on realizing how we are attracting the good and bad and the ugly to us. So just contact me at CEO Julie J at MSN.com and I would love to schedule a phone call with you. Now I want to set some clarity in about me, myself and <laughs> I. I don't know about others, but I do know that I happen to be a work in progress, and I have been working on myself my entire life. Oh, I get these bouts of sadness and anger and fear. Well, actually, lots and lots of fear. I've suffered for years with severe depression, and everyone told me, or at least I thought they told me, that there was something wrong with me something wrong in my head. I was put on every type of antidepressant made. Nothing worked. I was living in the dark years for maybe, oh, I don't know, about 30 years. I always heard from friends and relatives and even professionals that nothing could make me happy except me. I had to make the firm decision to be happy myself, and I had to do the job myself. 
You know, I was married to three great guys. Husband number two was a fabulous man who died of cancer. Husband number three is someone that I divorced over 24 years ago. And he has remarried a couple of times, actually. Yet he is still my best friend. And I'm so grateful for our constant communication. So I believe everyone when they said I was hormonal or too reactionary or I was completely unwilling to be happy. But you know what I found out? Well, quite a few things actually. <laughs> I was unwilling to be happy. Number one, it's not up to your parents to make you happy or fulfilled, nor is it the responsibility of your spouse or teachers or friends or even your children to make you happy. And number two, a person was simply not created to be happy all the time. That's where my thinking was off. You came here to this lovely planet Earth to experience the good, the bad, and then experience the bad and even the ugly. Because that's what we needed to expand our thinking. We are not the same civilization of centuries ago. We are far more intelligent. So we need to actually experience the new diversity in all of our lives. And it's not easy or simple. It's really kind of complicated. And it wasn't until years later that I faced up to the fact that if I came to the planet to be happy, I wouldn't be able to develop the fight or flight syndrome, which actually protects a person from emotional and physical harm. And then there's a number three, and that is because it's so easy to blame others for our difficulties instead of facing our difficulties ourselves. <laughs> This is where my major problem lied. Amazingly, I placed the responsibility on someone else because changing myself was very difficult and very time-consuming. In other words, changing my personality was a real pain in the ass. <laughs> Growing up, my mother and I became heavily involved in astrology and, of course, the 12 houses that affect you emotionally and physically. We were on a daily, weekly, and monthly schedule to check out and research what to expect every single day. Now, we did this as a survival mechanism. We wanted to be prepared every day because it was our belief that if something could go wrong, it would definitely go wrong. Well, what was wrong with that thinking? <laughs> we wanted advanced knowing. But what it did to our way of thinking was to intentionally be suspicious of daily living. Instead, we became accustomed to expecting the issues that certainly cropped up. But we expected it, so we naturally attracted those issues to us. That's why you have to use astrology appropriately to not accept only one scenario that is often presented by astrologers. Yes, the gravitational force of the moon can and do affect your emotions. There's no doubt about that. But that again makes me focus on something outside of myself instead of correcting what was going on inside. In other words, my thinking was off. Now, I read Edgar Casey. Matter of fact, I read all of his books on channeling, etc. But when I first heard Esther and Jerry Hicks along with Abraham, I said, okay, I can understand this message because it's focusing on the correction of terrible thoughts and emotions, unlike the medical profession who talked about this pill or that pill. That was primarily the reason why I started Law of Attraction Radio Network and my show. I wanted to talk directly to the experts on the Law of Attraction. And I did. I talked with all the best-selling authors on the Law of Attraction like Jack Canfield, Joe Dispenza, Mike Dooley, Joe Vitale, and so many more. After 16 years, I talked to a lot of experts. As a matter of fact, I manifested 
incredibly well. I manifested 13 cruises and a few major events at the Queen Mary in Long Beach and the Palm Springs Convention Center. Yes, I was busy, and I loved every moment of it. I am my own boss, after all. Then I created Law of Attraction magazine, which is a lot of work, but well worth the effort. So yes, I was successful, and as a matter of fact, I still am successful. That being said, do I know the ins and outs of the Law of Attraction? <laughs> nope. Do I profess to be a Law of Attraction guru or an expert on the metaphysical aspects of the Law of Attraction? Oh, absolutely not. That's because I can't teach you anything. Only you can teach yourself. We are all different and unique. Every experience that you have is your experience, not mine. Everyone is different and retains information differently. With the law of attraction, learning from actions is far more powerful than learning from words. Oh, words will give you hints on the places to look, but bottom line, it's your actions and the actions that are thrown in your face that will be the teacher of your life. So I recognize a daily sense of learning for the last 20 years. It's similar to learning the ABCs in grammar school. But I learned the law of attraction by my everyday situations. And do you know, even after 17 years, I am still learning the law of attraction on a daily basis. And I get more and more surprised every single day, just like I did back 17 years ago. So this taught me that I didn't come here to be a Law of Attraction guru. I came here to experience my life, and I mean real life. And of course I did, and I still am. I even managed to go to Nigeria and speak to a crowd of 25,000 students at a university there. What an incredible experience that was. I did speak on the law of attraction as I had experienced, and fortunately, oh, thank goodness, the students loved it. As a matter of fact, after Nigeria, I spent a week in Germany, and my travel companion and I took a short boat ride down the Rhine River. I sat on the boat focusing on the landscape we were passing because it was so beautiful, and I had a huge, huge law of attraction experience on that boat. Some months earlier, before I even knew I was going to Germany, I was watching a travel channel and I saw the cruises on the Rhine River and how boats would need to go into a lock and then let the water rise up so the boat could lift up and go actually to the next higher level of the river. And I thought to myself, wow, that is amazing. Little did I know that from watching my TV that I would be experiencing that very thing, going up the Rhine River with the lock being filled with water to raise the boat to the next higher level. What a revelation that was for me. That is when I realized I had a huge law of attraction reaction. It was a real wow moment. By the way, many of your experiences do happen by virtue of you watching your television set. That's why I don't like to watch scary movies or murderous movies. I want to stay in that happy mode. I want to keep manifesting happy things to me and to not feel the emotions of fear or distress or anything else like that. I, I'm just, I just want to be happy. Now, this experience also told me that there's something supernatural about the law of attraction. Or is it that we humans are simply all supernatural? I think there is much more to life than we realize. Because we're not just human beings. We are metaphysical beings. In modern terms, metaphysics refers to the studies of what cannot be reached through objective studies of material reality. We have to look beyond our normal day-to-day -day experience to see ourselves as metaphysical beings. And I think this is why people listen to my broadcast 
because they are realizing that we are not human. We are so much more because we are metaphysical beings and there is more to our reality than being simply human. And we're learning all about this now. So please realize that those who are listening to us are finally understanding that the law of attraction is an expansion of being a human being. When you recognize this statement, you begin to fill yourself up with this power, which allows more metaphysical awareness and power to flow around you and into you. Make no mistake, life is a mystical experience, not only for humans, but for all living creatures. Now let's talk about being a spiritual being and, of course, God. Now, in my world, here is how it works. Having God in your boat doesn't mean that you will never face any storms. It just means that no storms can sink your boat. So look at the law of attraction as your spiritual source. Walk in faith and you will never walk alone. Walk in the law of attraction field and you too will never walk alone because there are so many of us that are connected through our belief that we are attracting everything to us, the good, the bad, and the ugly. As an individual, we create our reality and we have choices. Do you realize that if we can shift our mind to the place of knowing that we create a vibrational field around us, we would become so powerful as a human society that we could permanently end wars, crimes, torture? Do you realize that if we all changed the way we think, we could vibrationally end human trafficking taking place? We, meaning 60% of the humans, could actually change the world by virtue of the fact that we simply all raise our vibrational thinking. That's because the collective energy of human life is the life force of pure energy. You and I together are the life force, which is God. We have more power together than not. Of course, there are some evil forces that we actually created. Fortunately, we can uncreate them as well. We are energy beings that create the world around us. So we can simply choose to stop allowing the bad to come through so powerfully. We just need to uncreate the bad and make the good things dominant in each one of our lives. That's how we're going to change the vibration. And that's why I love being a hypnotherapist. I can help people change their dreams into reality, to a place of what they want to have happen in their life. Hypnosis can easily make your dreams come true. I have seen it. I have personally witnessed my clients creating their dreams and making them a reality. You want to find love? You will. You want to correct a bad habit? Of course you can, easily. You want to make lots of money doing something? You can. Hey, it's not a secret. You are an unlimited ball of energy. I had this actress as a client, and she wanted to be in a couple of movies. So we did a hypnosis session. And son of a gun, within two months, she had offers for movies. Yeah, only here in California, right? <laughs> but it was really great to see that if you put your mind into it, you can really, truly create your dreams into reality. And that is what the Law of Attraction is all about. You actively manifesting your desires into your life. This is what your life is all about. Understand that, and you have just taken control of your life. Now stay tuned for this fast commercial, and then we're going to be right back with our guest, Heather Lee Strom. And she's going to be talking about canine spirit guides. 
You're going to love this. Stay tuned. Hey, I've got a great tip for you. If your website needs redoing, I've got the perfect person for you. I just had Law of Attraction Radio Network site totally redesigned, and it is gorgeous. Take a peek at LOARadioNetwork.com. And I also want to give you this person who did it. His name is Axtino, and I was so impressed by his speed and incredible talent. You can find him at A-U-X-T-I-N-O-09 at gmail.com. Just tell him that Jules sent you. I think you're going to be really, really happy with his work and especially his price. Hi there, Jules here. You know, in today's uncertain times, it is imperative that we stay healthy. And how do we do that? Well, one way is by growing your own delicious vegetables. There's a product that I want you to know about, whether you live in an apartment or house. It's called the Wiki Planter, and it comes complete with its own organic soil and organic algae plus plant food. All you need to do is add your desired plant, like lettuce, onions, carrots, and voila! All of a sudden, you have fresh, healthy vegetables at your disposal. Now, what makes the Wiki Planter so unique is that it has its wicking reservoir system with a water level indicator to let you know when it's time to add food and water. The organic algae plus plant food mixed with water is fed to your plants so that they will grow healthy, tall, and lush. The Wiki Planner takes all of the guesswork out of growing your own food, and it comes complete with instructions for ease of use for the ultimate success in growing fresh veggies. Go to www.resurgent.store and place your order now while there's still time. Once again, go to www.resurgent.store because there's no time to waste. You'll be glad you did. Okay, we are back and we're going to be speaking with Heather Lee Strom, who has a wonderful book out about Canine Spirit Guide. Welcome, Heather, to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. So glad to meet you. Thank you. So nice to be here. Thank you for inviting me, Jules. Well, we've got a um, really a fascinating show ahead of us because you are a healer, but you are healing through canine or animals to be exact any kind of animals you are connected to them so this is really unique i've never had this on my show so i kind of want you to explain what is it well first how did you discover that you are this um uh avenue to good health and mental acuity how is it that you got all of this information from the animals? Well, it was a real shock to me, I have to say. It's not like I went looking for it or I suspected it or even knew that it was on the horizon. I've always worked with the human body. I've been a a physical practitioner for 30 plus years. But during 2020, something shifted for me. And and I began to write a book in, in 2020. Two, I began to write the book. So things started to warm up for me in 2020. It was, it's what I call my soft awakening. Things started to shift and fall into place. I didn't really understand what was happening. I just knew something big was coming. Huh. And so in 2020, 2022, I began to have some clarity on it. And all of a sudden I'm being told I need to write a book. Well, I've been told many times in my life that I needed to write a book because I have so many fascinating life stories throughout my entire life. And every time I share a story, everyone would say, you need to write a book. (laughs) So so I started hearing this message again. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, all of a sudden, it wasn't like someday. It was now. And this book needs to be finished by the end of the year. And I'm like, "Uh, okay, um, so what am I writing about? 
Well, I just, I describe what happens in my book, but in a dream, I was told the title of the book and that is canine spirit guides. So it kind of unraveled before me and I had no idea it was coming or what it was going to look like. And even with the title, I still did not understand what exactly the book was going to entail because I thought it was just going to be about my dogs that I right. had throughout my life. I'm like, oh, this is going to be so easy to write these beautiful stories about me and my dogs. And as I went through this process, what ended up happening was I started to heal. I started to un unravel these layers of trauma and pain and anger that I had been holding on to. I knew some of it was there. Some of it I didn't know. And each time I unraveled a layer, I began to hear these canine guides talking to me. Now so you're saying canine dogs, guides. What, guides, what are they exactly? Good question. They are sort of the, a mixture between an angel and a spirit guide that connects with humanity through our relationship with our dogs. So all of us love our dogs unconditionally. We have our heart completely open to our dogs, especially more so than any other animal on the planet. And with this open connection we have for the dogs, the, the canine guides want to connect with us and to help us heal. That's so, why dogs so okay so they want us to heal so they are experiencing our own emotions our own animals are experiencing our own emotions that is most likely blocking us well yeah i mean dogs and all animals in general are much more advanced than human beings i mean we, we like, kind of suspected this yeah, I've received confirmation. Yes, this, this is true. Um, the, the dogs don't really take on our emotions. They see the emotions that we share with them. Humans are unique because we not only experience emotions, but we hold on to them. Yeah, we harbor them. And that's what harms us so much. So the canine guides um, come in depending on what guide it is will determine um, sort of what message they have for you and what tools they have for healing, um, depending on where you are in your journey. But the, the first two guides, the base level guides, Anthea and Oscar, are all about healing the pain within us, the pain that, that stifles our joy, the programs we tell ourselves that aren't true, the thoughts, the beliefs that absolutely aren't true, that keep us from our own divine joy. And, um, and they have a very beautiful way that they do that through the animals. But these, I want to be clear, the canine guides are not your animal's spirit. They're not your dog's spirit. They have their own spirit. They exist outside of that spirit. They they come in order to assist in humanity, but they are not part of your dog. Interesting. They so just you, use the dog connection as the vehicle to connect with you. Okay. So they're connecting to that love so that they're more, yeah. you're more open to receive the information. Yes. Yes. Okay. Right. So can it be cats? I don't know. The, the entities I deal with are all, are just canines specifically. I'm, I'm sure there's a cat version most likely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, uh, I know that these, these guys are so powerful. I don't think that they would limit themselves just to dogs, but that's who's talking to me. So okay. that's all I know at the moment. So, so you saying these guys, what do you think that they are? They're the guy, they're guides, canine, um, they're spirit guides. Okay. Um, they are a blend between an angel and a spirit guide. Okay. So we kind of accept and understand an angel to be a very um, 
all-knowing, supportive, nurturing, um, angelic being, right? It, right. I mean, kind of just, un- we just accept that as human beings. We, we all understand that. We understand spirit guides to be a little bit different. Spirit guides are ascended beings that have had an experience as a human. So they understand our, our plight here. They understand what it's like to be on earth and to be human. And they have the ability to lead us and guide us in a different manner than an angel would. Right. So these beings are a blend of both entities, a, 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 like a, a, a co-creation of both. And, and they're very unique in that aspect because it's never been done before. We've never had such a unique, powerful blend of divine energy to help us before. And why is that? We weren't mature enough to, to handle it. Well, I, you know, it's curious. That's a good question. And I do believe it's because we need, we need it so much right now. Humanity is at a very critical point in its development. And we are at a place where we're being called to heal ourselves and to heal together in order to ascend to a higher level as a race, as a race of humanity. Mm-hmm. And so, so, so I'm still a little bit confused, forgive my, but I, I want to bring a lot of clarity to this yeah. and you're the only one that can bring it. <laughs> so, um, so it's not that it's all inclusive to dogs, but to animals, we're connected to the animals because we're actually the nourishing um, breed. We nourish them and we can feel them more so than we can feel other humans. We have this incredible love for animals. Is that, would that be correct in saying that? Is that why we're, we could be open to receiving healing or um, messages from them? I think that because we love them so unconditionally, that gives us more opening because we don't feel the same way about other people. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We're not so willing to trust other people. We're more trusting of our own dogs than we are of humanity, our own race. So that's, yeah. that's kind of what we need to heal. We need to be able to trust each other. We need to have that same bond with other people. So it's then becomes a lesson for us to connect to the animals, our animals who we love unconditionally and who love us back. Sometimes well, all the time, <laughs> but, but it's really that kind of a lesson that we are learning to connect in order? No, no, no. The, they're not teaching us lessons. They're helping us heal. So they'll show us ways in which we need to heal ourselves. One thing that's re- that was really critical for me to understand during my process, because I went through the entire process with these guides, I did not know that's what was happening when it was happening. But as I wrote the book, they were telling me what stories to put in the book, what the stories meant and explaining how it, how it illustrated their message. Um, but what they taught me was that when we have pain or anger or a belief about ourselves that's damaging and doesn't allow our true divine self to show through, mm-hmm. then it sort of takes a part out of us. It takes a part out of our soul to make room for that, that negative energy, to make room for that pain. So you have all these holes in your soul where you're storing these pain bodies, mm. right? So my, my parents didn't love me. My boyfriend was mean to me. Uh, I lost my job. All these pain bodies take like these Swiss cheese holes in your soul, And when the pain body occupies your soul, then your soul can't be there. So it's a missing part of you. And then what happens is we walk around the world feeling lost. 
feeling like we just can't find ourselves. I don't know, where do I go? What do I do? I just can't connect with myself. And we feel very disjointed because we're missing these pieces of us. So what the guides do is they come and they show us these pieces that we need to heal and ultimately reconnect with. As we heal these parts of ourselves, then our soul piece that was missing comes back. And it's beautiful. The the healing that I've experienced with them and that I actually do with my clients because I'm doing healing sessions with the canine guides with other people already is just precious. It's, it's not like any other healing session I've ever experienced because what they do is they show you that pain body and then they remove it. And when they remove it, your soul piece comes back home and you just become whole again. So you might have 20 or 30 of those little pieces. They call them tags and they go through and they show you these tags that they want to pluck out of you And all you need to do is acknowledge it and go, oh, I see it. And then, boom, they take care of it for you as long as you want them to. So So if they don't take care of it, well, and well, you don't go through the process. That could be a way that some of these illnesses form and decide to take you out of the planet. and, And so that you can actually start over. I would have to say. Yes. Yes. Because if you don't get your work done, you do have to start over. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, That's really, really fascinating. So how, what has your client said, say about all of this? They're, they're fascinated and they're surprised because it's a really simple session actually. And it, and what they experience is a new sense of connectedness with themselves. Number one, they find out things about themselves they don't always know. Like there will be some things that they that the guides will bring to your attention. You'll be like, yeah, I kind of knew that was there. And then other times you're like, really? Like for me, there was a bunch that I didn't know about myself that I was holding on to that, that needed to be healed. And I am always looking for that part of me that needs to be healed. I'm one of those people that wants to fix everything, you know? So, um, and even I was surprised, but my clients are, are very surprised by what we come up with in the session. And then the feeling of total peace and connectedness that they experience afterwards, they have more focus. They know more clearly where they're going in their life and they just feel themselves a lot deeper and, and more whole than they ever have before. It's, it's really hard to describe the feeling. I mean, I have, I do have some videos out on my social media from my clients who've been through it. Um, But, and each person is a different experience. So you know, I can't say verbatim what's going to happen in any one session because the guides are doing the healing, not me. So I'm just describing what the guides are doing and what they're saying during the session for the client's benefit. So the client can follow along with what's happening. So I never know what's going to happen during the session. I'm just channeling the guide. Okay. So the guides, let me just get this straight because it's a bit confusing. The guides are not canine. They're not dogs. They're actual spiritual beings, but You've tied in the dogs to this, and is it because they need to feel that love in order to heal? No, not them. They don't need to feel it. No, that's just when you feel that love, you feel more open. So that's how they connect with you. I see. Yeah. Yeah. The The animals aren't here. Well, I will say that there are some animals, especially dogs, that will come because they do require some healing and and we can help them with certain aspects of that. There are other dogs who come and you just know that they're a wise soul. I mean, you can just tell that they've they've got everything together. They're the perfect dog. I've got one here at my feet right now (laughs) that doesn't need any help from you. And you just know without a doubt that they are here for you. So there are, there are both aspects of dogs, 
but each dog carries this healing spiritual guide for your access. And the guide will depend on where you are in your path as far as what guide is attached to that dog. So you're picking up information from the dog's spirit. No, it's not the dog's spirit. These are, these are entities that are separate from the dog. The dog has their own spirit. Yeah. And, and the dog's spirit is willing to function in this capacity. But when a psychic communicates with a dog's spirit, this is not what I'm talking about. The dog has its own spirit. What I'm talking about is another layer, another entity that's even more elevated than the dog's own spirit that the dog carries with it and allows you access to. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say I'm a bit confused because you are communicating you personally in your channeling. You're communicating with the animal. No. You're communicating with the guides, the oh, person's, yeah. the person's guides. guides. No, not the person's guides, the dog's guides. Okay. So I'm still confused. You're communicating with the dog's guides yeah. into helping their human yeah. to become a whole person. Yes, that's it. You got it. Okay. It's, it's brand new information. So it's, it's really out there. <laughs> Brand new information. Um, and that's that's why it took me a while to understand it, because I didn't get it either. Hmm. Interesting. So some of the clients that you've had, they have experienced whole healing uh, within a certain amount of time. Like, how long does it take? Uh, well, if we, I have an absent reading, which is just a, a reading from the guides to give you support. It's not a healing session, but I have a healing session from a, uh, a single healing guide. And that session will take about an hour and a half. And depending on what you need at that moment will determine which guide comes forward to assist you. Because I just ask who wants to come forward to assist this soul at this, at this point. I also have a mentoring program where there uh, for 12 weeks we meet and we um, go through the, this, the healing levels that help you to rise to your next level as a human being. So the guides will work on the base issues first. So the, the, the being able to clear any tags or any, um, um, trauma that prevents you from being able to experience joy will be the first thing they work on. The next thing they work on is, is uh, do you feel like you are oppressed by someone else or you can't express yourself or do you, do you, are you in touch with your own courage or is there someone else who's beating you down? I mean, we have to deal with all of this and get it out of the way before you can rise to another level. So the guys are trying to assist humanity in expanding their consciousness mm -hmm. to a higher level. We can't expand our consciousness until we heal our wounds. Right. Because in a higher frequency, you can't take the lower frequency emotions with you. Right. So that all has to be healed first. And that's why they're here. Okay. And they're not necessarily animals. Oh, no. Well, no. I mean, they... They identify with certain animals. So each guide will identify with a certain dog breed just so that you kind of understand the purpose of that guide based on the characteristics of that breed. But they also identify with a um, animal spirit. So because the animal spirit has a different type of energy than a dog will. And they want to share energy with you as well as messages and healing. So they don't come as themselves because it's easier for humans to grasp the um, love of another, such as a, another dog or an animal of some sort. Is that correct? That sounds, that sounds pretty good. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's where we're, we're just calling them canines, but it's not necessarily canines. It's of the animal world. That's well, bringing yeah, us. Sort of, yeah, sort of. Um, the canine part of them is a certain breed of a canine. Yeah. And then there's the other half of them that is just any animal. Yeah. That they, that they choose to share energy with to, to, for you to better understand what okay. they represent. Yeah. So they're just trying to saturate yourself or the person in love by that nurturing animal. And then so they can bring out the topics to discuss in which to heal. Yeah, that's a pretty good synopsis. Yeah. Okay, good. So I can I can understand the need for that. But it's the spiritual world. Wouldn't it be better if they just came to us directly? I mean, like, what if we don't have animals? You don't have to have animals. The people that I'm working, the clients that I'm working with, 90% of them don't have animals. Oh. So you don't have to have a dog to access them or their healing. They, If you wish to work with them, they will work with you. So you just have to access the love that an animal has. No, you don't. Have to, no, you just have to have the intent to connect with them. They, because of our love of our animals, that's how they've traditionally connected with us. Okay. So, but they're omnipresent. So you can connect with any of them anytime you want, as long as you know how. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's really fascinating. I, I can see where that is necessary. <clears throat> it's just um, animals are such a part of our lives. We, we can have pain, even though we have a lot of animals around us. So it's like, okay, we have to really make the concerted effort ourselves to heal and then we're opening up to those beings who are going to deliver that yeah and and what's really fascinating is your dog if you if you have a dog is going to reflect to you the healing that they're offering you so if you are um beating yourself down because you're afraid to be who you are your dog might appear to be fearful. Oh, so you're reading your dog's moods as an indication of your own mood. Yeah, they reflect us. So they're going to okay. mirror us. And, and I don't think this is a new concept. I think a lot of people have done work on this, how the dog is mirroring us. A lot of trainers are already and, and psychics are already using this concept. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So your dog will mirror to you what the guide is trying to communicate with you. Well, I've got, <laughs> I got a really old cat. And if that cat is <laughs> telling me that I'm old too, you know, going deaf and everything, I think I need another cat. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. He'll he'll take off on you. <laughs> oh, no, no, he, he won't. I'm I'm stuck with him, and I love it. I love it. Um, but that's the thing. When an animal gets sick, then what happens? What is that about? Well, sometimes they're sick. Now, let me tell you a story. Okay. That's in the book. I I had a dog. She's actually the first dog in the book. Tori. Um, she died very young. And very surprisingly, so um, we were in the middle of competing. I had no idea she was ill. And what happened was she started giving me signs of being ill, that something wasn't wrong. She would not eat her food or she would whimper when trying to jump up on the bed. And, and these were all red flags. So I'd rush her to the vet. Oh, my gosh, what's wrong? Something's wrong. I, and I could just feel in my gut something was wrong in the on the way to the vet, I'm crying. I'm like, oh my God, I don't want this to be something terrible. You know, I just can't deal with this. I don't want to see her in pain. And mm. I get to the vet's office and she's totally fine. They can't find anything wrong with her. Huh. And um, not four or five months later, something else happens, another red flag. And, you know, I'm like teary eyed. I can't stand it. I don't want you to, in, to anything to be wrong with you. I can't handle it when they, when they don't feel well. Right. 
So she kept honoring my request. She kept just keeping it from me the whole time. Um, finally, we get to the point where she can't hide it anymore. She couldn't hide how much, um, what she was going through. All of a sudden, I see this massive protrusion in her chest. And I know then, I mean, I just, the rock sinks in my stomach. You know, that feeling, the pit in your stomach. Yeah. Um, rush her into the vet. And sure enough, she's got a massive cancer oh. in her chest. And she had honored my request as long as she could. And, and we were competing in obedience. And I never knew she had any pain. She never showed it to me. And she kept it from me just like I asked her to. But what's so fascinating is after she died, I think 10 or 11 years after she died, I found out I had mold in my house mm. and I did not know I had mold in my house and dogs are very susceptible, much more acceptable, uh, um, susceptible to mold sickness than people are because their bodies are smaller. Interesting. So she had been fighting, dealing with mold sickness this whole time and it had just bloomed inside of her, but she gave me a message while I was channeling for this book. And um, I didn't understand it when she was alive, but she gave me a message and it's in the book about how she was trying to absorb all the mold in the environment. So it didn't get to me. And so that's why she got so sick so fast. She died at five years old. Oh my God. And she died within three days after finding it. So she had literally soaked up as much uh, mycotoxins as she could hold in her little body, like a sponge, keeping it from me so that I didn't have to get ill or, you know, lose my job or, you know, of course, decades later, I find it and realize that's what the message was about, (laughs) you know, (laughs) But so that's sometimes what the illness in the dog is about. It can be these emotions as well that make us ill, that the dog is reflecting back to us. Emotions are powerful and they're very toxic. We're not designed to hold them as long as we do. Our bodies can't hold them without damage. So we're supposed to experience emotions get them to mobilize us and let them go. But we don't do that. We hold, we cherish. (laughs) So when the dogs get sick like that, a lot of times they're, they're embodying the toxicity within our bodies. Well, that makes a lot of sense to me because they do, they are experiencing their life through us as much as we are through them as well, because they're our comfort factor. Um, And we need them more than sometimes than they need us, but we need that love, Um, especially for people who are basically living alone. Mm -hmm. They're not with other people. They are not feeling that love. And the animal is such a gift. And I can see where they would take on the illness that would actually stop us. That's their love to us. I don't think that's a fallacy. I think that's true. They would take on illness to keep us safe as well. So I I have no doubt about that. Yeah. I didn't realize that that was what was happening until she told me in, in her message that she gave me for the book. So that really moved me. I didn't, I had no idea. It moved me so deeply and it was so hard losing her. And then I felt even worse, you know, because <laughs> it was my fault. <laughs> well, it's just part of life. Um, but it was there to teach you yeah. so that you could write about it and right. write exactly. up, enlighten everyone else about yeah. that. And so that just um, showed me something too, because I have a very old cat Um, not a dog, but a cat. And um, she went through this house that I was living in a beautiful house in the desert. And we had extensive mold through a whole wall. And now I'm getting it that 
my cat lived through the mold situation of like a year ago. So it's like, okay, that's why my cat is on um, his last legs. So I could see that he has actually protected me. So it makes perfectly logical sense. Even while I'm interviewing you, I'm getting answers for my um, baby. (laughs) It's, It's really fascinating. So the animals are here to really help us in ways that we've never thought of. Sure, they give us love, but they do a lot more than we yes. could ever imagine. Yes, and that's kind of the, the point. And you just summarized it perfectly. that They're not just our companions. They're so much more than that. Yeah. And it's, it's exhilarating, really, if you think about what powerful teachers they are and and healers too. And I mean, I don't know that that's ever been discussed before their ability to heal us. So um, that's very exciting to me. Yeah, it is. So, so what should we do? We're just allowing life to happen then that we're allowing those animals that we love and trust to literally take care of us. What should we do? We need to listen to what they have to tell us. Ah. So, um, you know, if your dog has a behavior that you don't like, there's usually a message in it. So, you know, there's right now there's a lot of anxious dogs that uh, more so than I've ever seen. I used to be a a professional dog trainer and I've never seen such a high level of um, anxious dogs that can't be left alone before. This this is all new, um, this anxiety level that the dogs are showing us. So we have to ask, what is the message here? Yeah. What is the message about us, the the individual person with that dog? What is the message about society? Why are we so anxious? Why is it that we can't be by ourselves? It's really going on. Yeah, what's really going on? Ah. If you think about... The, the impact that social media has had here in the last five years or so, yeah. then that kind of correlates to when the, um, the anxiety of the dogs started to escalate. Are, are, we, are we so ingrained in social media now and con- that constant feed of other people that we can't stand to be on our own and look at ourselves and just be with ourselves? I don't know. It's fascinating. It's it's information that we have to now be aware of, of the possibility. And so we have to be looking at that. And that's why you're on the show today, because it's giving us the opportunity to explore new realms. Yes. Of understanding life in general. Yes. Yes. A new layer of understanding. Um, And it's, it's just a precious opportunity for us to be able to look at ways to heal ourselves and to heal humanity. It's just precious. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. That is so cool. That is wonderful. Well, I can't thank you enough for coming on and sharing this with us. It's a real eye opener. And I think this is exactly what people need to hear right now. We have to be more in tune with our animals and see them for what they're giving us. It's just part of the human experience. Yeah. And um, if you pick up my book, Canine Spirit Guides, it's it's full of strategic stories that the guides, they put them in special order. (laughs) They were very uh, adamant about the order of the book. Um, And so you'll kind of see how my life demonstrates their teaching. I'm pretty sure that I had the experience I did just so that I could write this book because I have not had the easiest or the best life ever for sure. So there was a lot, there was a lot of data that I, that I could use for the book and I had to take some of it out because it was just too fat, but but it will it will really make a lot more sense in the book because the the guides strategically introduce themselves 
tell you what their, their message and their purpose is. And then they will demonstrate through the stories in my life with my dogs. I had, there are 10 dogs in that book and they, they are all representative of only four guides. So some of the guides have two or three dogs that came in to deliver a message because I never got it. Cause you know, I didn't know to be looking for messages, you yeah. know, I'm, I'm the Guinea pig. So because I'm here to deliver the message to you now, you'll know what to look for, but they strategically explain what their message and their purpose and their healing is as you go through the book. So it's, it's very in-depth. It's it, as the book progresses, it goes deeper and deeper and deeper into spirituality. Yeah. So um, it just sort of gets the reader ready and then just takes you all, all the way in there. Uh, oh, that's <laughs> wonderful. That is so great. Um, this is fascinating information. I can't thank you enough for coming on and sharing it with us. And we're going to um, have the link to your website and where they can purchase the book right underneath the video. And so we're going to uh, let everybody know to explore this more. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me, Jules. I've really enjoyed talking with you. Not a problem. And I hope you'll come back on. Absolutely. Anytime. Just let me know. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back next week with another great show from Law of Attraction Talk Radio. If you'd like to comment on tonight's show, send an email to jules at loaradionetwork.com and have a great week.